0: guys. Welcome to the Strategic Human Podcast with me, your host, Elsa Kulmer. I'll be diving into motivation, career, finance, personal development, and how to be a better human. Welcome to the Strategic Human Podcast show. I want to Thank you guys for listening and thank you for coming back. I'm really excited about today's podcast because it kicks off um, our series, Five Factors That's Stopping You From Being Successful. This series is going to be loaded with so much information, just so much stuff that's going to help you get over those humps, whatever they may be. I'm sure one of these five factors is actually going to actually hit the nail on the head for why or the major reason you're not able to really, really claim success in your life. Today's podcast, though, will start with factor one, step one, the biggest hurdle, the biggest hurdle for me anyway, which is fear. That's right. We're going to take a deep dive today into fear. I mean, what it is, why it is, and really what some of those top fears are, but really some of the science about the fear. I feel like that was one of my big things. I didn't understand why I was afraid. Why was I afraid of failure? Why was I afraid of this particular thing one way or the other? I didn't have the science. I didn't have the science behind it. I wanted to really take a deep dive, and that's what we're going to do today. So we're going to start with that initial question. What is fear so you know i love google google is my friend google and wikipedia so it's really simple it's really just a, an emotion induced or perceived by danger or threat now this is all in your head um, so it's not really something that you it's not scientific there's no metric for it it's really just whatever you perceive to be a threat or a dangerous situation that stimulus would have would have reacted and caused that, right? So in humans, animals um, also very much so share this this uh, particular thing, which is fear. Now, basically, there are two types of fear. There's rational fear, so that fear that comes as a natural reaction. It's not learned, anything like that. Then there's the irrational fear, which is the learned fear, the cognitive fear, the fear that you actually thought about. And so those two different types of fears is really how scientists break down, you know, sort of the beginning of how they break down fear, and then it really spins off into anxiety, and anxiety is an ira- it's sort of a, a spin off of an irrational fear or a phobia, and it's a psychological, it's all tied to the chemicals, and now the rational fear, which what I found very very interesting, really ties into your fight or flight. So everybody, when they talk about fear, they really get into fight or flight and that natural response. So when you're in a dangerous or threatening situation, your body goes into a mode and we'll go into more of the science of what happens hormonally, what happens in your body, you know, what physical things trigger, um, just so that you're able to cope with that current, um, very fearful situation and you're able to actually, you know, sort of get through it. But uh, the next type of fear, which is the major fear, which is a fear that I'm going to deal with a lot more today, um, and maybe even in another podcast if we can get to it, is this irrational fear. It's, It's called a phobia. Phobia. I know that everybody puts phobia in front of things and you get a fear of everything. You know, in doing research for this podcast, which was really interesting to me is the amount of phobias that are listed out there. And I mean, there is a complete whole like website and research, and there's tons of research actually done about different types of phobias. And all of these phobias all over uh, the spectrum, really. But before we get into the list of phobias, let's get into what a learned fear is. So basically all animals, including humans, have what's called fear conditioning. So basically you can teach or a human being or an animal can learn to be afraid. And that's usually what happens through your everyday experiences by watching your family members, maybe your parents, um, seeing something in school, you've learned how to be afraid of things. Uh, of course, usually a lot of phobias stem i find from a traumatic experience or for some from something that happened usually in your younger days that sort of mentally put that thing in there that it is dangerous or fearful or you're going to be afraid of that uh, so this learned fear is something that scientists and psychologists have been really delving into for a while and of course these poor rats they really get it and they've done numerous exercises, numerous experiments on these different things and teaching them how to be afraid, of course, by giving them some sort of an electric shock every time they did something in particular, whether it was touch a blue button, um, they would get food for um, the red button, but a shock for the, um, for the red one. So they learned how to stay away from it. But they even learned, they even did a test with a 11 um, month old baby boy where they started to teach him how to be afraid of rats. And then that fear spiraled into fearing all white furry objects, rabbits, dogs, even a cotton ball. So it really brings that irrational to light when you can, you can teach an 11-month-old baby to be afraid of a cotton ball. And that's just what happens to us, I believe, over time. We see things, we conditioned, or we are in a condition, we're in a situation, and what happens is that we are learning and absorbing all of these different situations, and it makes us afraid because we don't really know why, but we've seen it, and it created a stimulus, and therefore, we're afraid. And that's where a lot of our phobias come from. Things that, again, we've seen other people go through or we've heard of. You're afraid because somebody else is afraid. Um, So let's go into the list of phobias. And I found this super interesting. I I was really taken aback by all of these fears. Now, if you expect me to actually pronounce any of these words correct, you will be sadly mistaken. I'm going to jack up every one of these phobias. Um, but there's only about three or four of them that I'm really going to delve into in any, any level anyway. So you don't have to worry about it too. So I'm not even going to try to get to the technical or scientific name just because they're too technical and they're too scientific. I I know I wanted to be technical and scientific in this podcast, but these are just a little bit too much for me, but I'm going to list the top 20 phobias that people have. And they, again, I was super shocked and I don't know if I should go from the bottom or the top. Um, I think I'm going to go, uh, I think I'm going to go from the top. So I'll go with, no, that's not deciding. I'll go from the bottom. I'll go from the bottom. So number 20 on the list of phobias needles, the fear of needles is number 20 on the list of phobias. I can see that. I can see that I I'm, you know, needles aren't exactly a pleasant, um, a pleasant thing. 20, number 19, sorry, number 19, fear of being touched and love. Now, you got to be kind of, that's kind of an interesting phobia. Um, It's kind of unusual, but I can see it um, when we get into our relationship uh, series. We'll we'll get into that. Um, 18, closely related to uh, the fear of crowds. Demophobia, demophobia is the fear of crowds. Man, um, oh, I'm sorry, that's wrong. It's aneklophobia is the fear of crowds, which is number 18. Man, these names, I tell you. Number 17 is the fear of chickens. Guess no chicken nuggets for that person. Fear of chickens. Hmm. And closely uh, right up from that, number 16 is the fear of birds, Now, mind you, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of pigeons, but you know, you know, I can see some birds being quite, uh, inspiring that stimulus to be afraid. Number 15, which is the, 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 the highlight of my list really is the fear of failure. And it's one of the greatest stumbling blocks in success, the fear of failure. And it is, it is number 15 on our list. Let's go up the list. Fear of being alone even while eating and or sleeping. Fear of being alone. That's a good one. Gloss, glossophobia is the fear of public speaking. Another big one. Most success really comes from you having the ability to speak to people and to speak to large crowds. You have, To be a great leader, you got to be able to motivate and speak to and communicate to your people. So that's another big one on my list. Uh, the fear of death. I thought that would have been closer to the top. I am not going to I'm not going to lie. I thought I thought the fear of death was going to be a lot uh, a lot higher on the list. Then we got the fear of cancer. Okay. We can do that. The fear of holes. I think I technically have this phobia. I, I don't like holes. I'm not a fan. Multiple holes though, no, not a single hole, like multiple holes. We can discuss that later. Anyway, the fear of flying. Um it's a common it's a common fear. I could see that. Fear of germs. A lot of people call this germaphobe, so they just put German phobe together, um, but germophobe, bacteriophobe, um, they all sort of speak to the same thing. Everybody knows this one, claustrophobia. It's probably the only one that people can pronounce normally. That's number seven. The fear of thunder and lightning. Mm, my dog has this phobia, by the way, so I I can see it. The fear of dogs. Speaking of dogs, number five is um, everything from small to large dogs. Um, the fear of dogs. That's number five. Um, I'm sure the movie A Pet Cemetery didn't help that. Then the fear of open or crowded spaces. That's number four. That's an interesting thats an interesting fear as well. Archophobia, which is the fear of heights. I can see that. A lot of people are afraid of of getting in elevators, getting up high. I'm sure fear of elevators or escalators has its own specific fear, though. The fear of snakes is number two. Valid fear, just saying. Not a fan of the creature. Um, understand it's God creature and we we, we love all the creatures equally, but that one's got a little of a fear factor there. And then number one, the biggest phobia or the largest phobia. And I think of course the movie arachnophobia, the fear of spiders. Um, that's, that's a huge one, but there's also a list of, of common other phobias out there, tunnels, bridges, enclosed areas, water, ghost, demons, evil powers. Hey, Fear the, I'm, I'm definitely afraid of that list, that group of, of of things as well. So that's your top 20 list of phobias. And again, the reason why I started this particular podcast was because I was like, why am I afraid of something I can't even see? So that fear of the unknown has its own little theory, has its own little set of stuff here. And I'm just going to grab my paperwork here because It's really an irrational fear to fear something that you've never seen, never experienced, never done to automatically come out the gate and be afraid of it. And it's one of the things that I think when you look at all of the things that scare us, all of the things that we're afraid of, to have, um, when you think about why, So when I thought about my fear of starting this podcast, I really had to delve into what it was that I was afraid of and why I was afraid of those things. So fear of rejection, fear of making mistakes. Um, You had to get over a lot. There was a lot of fears to get over in the process of actually doing anything that you've never done before. So it was definitely a difficult thing. And what I also realized was that this fear, as I did my own little soul searching here, that this fear seemed learned, and and as I did my research, that's confirmed, but it also seemed contagious. You know, it seemed like I got it from somewhere, and not just in my head, but I feel like the fear that I feel is also a fear that I adopted or somehow inhibited and, and sort of took into myself from somewhere else. And again, you sort of delve into the the history, your childhood, your work experiences, your marriage, your relationships, you go through all the things and think where would where would I get this fear from? And 90% of what I realized is that the fear really just came from that place of insecurity, that place of you're afraid because you're afraid and you're afraid because you don't believe enough that you can withstand the judgment or even the, the ridicule or the criticism of it it's sort of, it's sort of a catch 22. You're afraid because you don't have enough belief and you don't have enough belief because you're afraid. So they, they sort of play off each other and you don't get, you don't get really a clear understanding of where one ends and where one begins. But in my deep dive, it was really interesting for me that fear of failure, though. It's only number 15 on the list. Jeez Louise's. The fear of failure was is one of the key factors in why you're not successful. And that fear that somebody is going to judge you, somebody's going to say to you, hey, you did that wrong, criticize you, that's one half of the fear. But the other half of the fear is you don't want to be made a fool of. You don't want to be ridiculed for doing something. You want to come out the gate and be a success. I did, I wanted to come out the gate and be a success. But what the fear does is it paralyzes you. So one of the, and in in my research, it sort of comes out, one of the sort of effects of anxiety, of fear, is anxiety. And the other half is laziness and procrastination because you just don't want to leap. You just don't want to get off the ground because if you do, then you're really going to fall you're thinking you're going to fall and nobody's going to catch you so that fear of fear of failure is so potent at the very beginning of anything that you do and it's one of the things you have to get over real quick or else you're not going to be able to do even the small project that you said I had to do. So the next thing that we're going to talk about is, we want to jump into next is what happens in your brain when you're actually in a situation when you're afraid. So again, all of this was absolutely so interesting. So your brain lets loose on a ton of hormones um, when you're in a state of fight or flight or in a fearful situation. Um, and these hormones regulate, your heart rate, metabolism, dilating blood vessels, air passages, everything. And so all of these things go together to try and preserve energy or give you more energy to sort of burst through it. It increases your blood sugar, increases circulation, and all these other things. So all of that happens in the moment. All of these hormones start firing, and that's why like when you're certainly... When you're in a, in a fearful state, you're sort of paralyzed, but you feel like you're strong. You can you can outrun. You can leap, climb, jump because all of these hormones are now rushing through your body, trying to give you all the assistance you need to get you out of that dangerous situation. But then after the situation, this is the interesting part. Your brain records what caused it. Your brain says, hey, that stimulation, I'm going to record And everything around that situation, it it remembers. And because of that, your brain stores that data. Your brain stores that data. And it will, every time you get close to it, it then becomes now, hey, a solidified fear, a solidified thing that will cause danger, right? And so, and even circumstances. So the sound, the smell, the uh certain things that will trigger the fear response so that's where like ps um that post traumatic stress disorder comes from uh, and phobias come from there's a trigger something smells or sounds or you hear the beginning of something and your mind remembers your brain goes to that goes back to that initial fear situation and it actually says you're back in that situation again And it starts that hormonal cycle all over again. And your body, your mind goes back into, hey, fight or flight automatically because now your brain is triggered that particular thing because it logged it as such. So it's so interesting. Um, All these other things happen. What also happens during um, your fight or flight or fearful situation in the moment is you start to sweat. And sweating is... Um, sort of one of the easiest way to release heat out of the body but what it does it also gives us pheromones so in your sweat is this hormone that other people can smell and I know people talk about pheromones a lot when you talk about dating or romantic love and different things like that you've given off a scent that says hey but it also happens with fear Um, and that's why I said we'll circle back on why fear is contagious because when we're afraid that pheromone is actually in our sweat and it smells different from the sweat that when you do, like when you're exercising or doing something very just strenuous um, and and another human being can actually detect the difference. So that's also interesting and that's what happens. So when you're in a fearful state and you're around people, though they're looking or even observing or they may not be 100% perfect. Prefer- afraid, they actually understand and they're recognizing fear. That's why you can tell when somebody's afraid, you recognize it very quickly. And oftentimes they give off that pheromone that says, Hey, I am, my body is trying to actually deal with this stressful situation right, right now. But we're also going to talk about fight or flight. So As amazing as we are, this human body um, is is also an amazing machine, an awesome mechanism. And built in it is fight or flight. It is, again, your body saying, hey, what are we doing? We got to run? I'm going to give you the stuff to run. We're going to fight? I'm going to give you the stuff to fight. And it's really just about your behavior that will trigger one way or the other whether you actually do one or the other, but, um, the response is really built to save our life. It is really built for highly dangerous situations or situations where peril would happen. So it's important that we, we, we understand what flight or flight does. It's not something that we can control. We can, we can control it, to an extent, I think a lot of um, training and breaking of behavioral habits, where we would automatically go into things where we're just, you know, spiraling, where we can be able to stop ourselves, think clearly, and actually make a conscious decision in that stressful situation is also pivotal to our success. But in the fight, in the flight or flight, I'm going to have a tongue twister here with this fight or flight. It's important that you, you understand what's happening. And in the moment, you can take some deep breaths. You can slow your breathing down. And that's going to help you push some oxygen really back into your brain and back into your body. And really, that's really what you need at that moment for clarity. And you have to practice in those high stress, high anxiety moments to take a breath and to think it through before you speak, do, or even make Any action so fight or flight is a natural response that we're built with as a human being and it's there to save our lives and on average it actually does do that um, used correctly but all of the other irrational fears tend to be what compounds that and sends us into um, a sort of a different direction so after looking at all of the different types of phobias, what causes phobias, you know, all the things that really trigger scientifically phobias, it's good to get that in-depth knowledge because now we're going to go to the next step. We're going to figure out how to conquer fear. Some of those basic steps, some of those true and true time-tested methodologies for us to get over that hump, and for us to do what we got to do. That's all coming up next in the next podcast. That's part two. So guys, thank you for joining the strategic human podcast show. We were so happy to bring you this particular podcast on fear. It's a very near and dear one to me and stay tuned. Make sure to come on back for the next one on how we conquer fear. All right. Have a good one. Talk to you soon.